Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp. This is podcast number 19. I want to talk to you about the places around the northwest quadrant of the Sea of Galilee. Now, in a previous podcast, I dealt with the sea itself. In that uh, description, I talked about the lake. One of the things that I left out was the name of the lake itself. In English, it's Sea of Galilee. But the Israelis and the people of that area call it the Canaret. It comes from the Hebrew word kenor, which is the word for harp. And if you look above the Sea of Galilee, even on the high mountains around the southern Golan Plateau, but certainly from a drone or from an airplane, you can see from aerial maps that it is in the shape of an ancient harp. The Sea of Galilee is called by the Jews Harp Lake. It's a term of endearment because it literally is the little harp, the canaret. The Sea of Galilee, Harp Lake, is a freshwater lake, and most of the towns and villages that were there during the days of Jesus are in some fashion or another archaeological digs today. For instance, the city of Bethsaida, that is the northernmost fishing village. That is, as you might suppose, a fishing village because it's where the Jordan River runs into the Sea of Galilee and all that comes at the mouth of a river as far as fishing is concerned. And so they put up a village there because it was very easy to catch fish. As a matter of fact, the name Bethsaida is the Hebrew word, a compound word, bait or beth, which is the word for house, and sida, which is the word for hunter, the house of hunter. And that's not uh, game hunting as in deer or fowl. It is game fishing. It was for industry. And so it was called Bethsaida, the house of the hunter. And five of the disciples of Jesus came from that village. Peter and his brother Andrew, James and John, and Philip. Now, some people would say, oh, but pastor, you've made an error. The Bible says that Peter was living in Capernaum. Yes, he was, and remember the description of Peter in Capernaum. He was living in his mother-in-law's house. Now, anyone that knows anything about Jewish tradition knows exactly what happened. Peter and Andrew grew up and lived and did their work and their business all up and down that northwest shore of the lake. And uh, no doubt in his business, he met a young lady who was more than likely the oldest daughter of a man who had no sons. And so when the oldest daughter married uh, Peter, an able-bodied businessman, at the death of the father, he became the one who would take care of all of the family, including the widow that was left behind, the mother-in-law. And so no doubt he moved into her house. They expanded the house. There is evidence of that. And so he was taking care of his mother-in-law, and he was doing his duty as a faithful husband and following in Jewish tradition. But Peter and Andrew, James and John and Philip were all from Bethsaida, and you can read about that in the New Testament. But that is one of the cities. Then as you make your way around the lake, there is another city that is called Capernaum. 
Now, Capernaum was another fishing village. Capernaum, Kafar, was the word for city or village. And then Nahum, the city or the village of Nahum, the prophet. Capernaum is called Kfar Nahum in Hebrew. And that was what we call Capernaum. And that is where Jesus had his uh, headquarters for his Galilean ministry. Now, not only was it a fishing village, but uh, there have been more millstones found there than anywhere else in and around the lake. And so no doubt there was a secondary industry of millstones. And it's interesting that when Jesus was teaching, uh, that is where it says the little children started coming to him and the disciples started pushing them away. And Jesus said, no, allow the little children to come unto me for of such is the kingdom of heaven. It goes on to say it would be better if someone offends one of these little ones that a millstone was tied to his neck and he was thrown into the lake. Now, for everyone sitting there who had been carrying those millstones around in that industry, uh, there are still many millstones uh, that are on display in the ruins of Capernaum today. And if you walk with me and you go with me to Israel, we'll go to Capernaum and I'll show you dozens and dozens of millstones that are there. And you can see that it was an industry. And again, almost two times over, millstones, as many millstones, are found in Capernaum as anywhere else in the Galilee. And so that means that along the lake, this is the place that you went for millstones. And so Jesus took what was right around him that everybody was familiar with and drew a spiritual lesson. But Capernaum was a place of great activity. And no doubt it was the home of Matthew, the tax collector, that would have been collecting taxes on all those fish that were caught. As a matter of fact, you remember on another occasion when someone said, should we pay taxes? And Jesus paid his taxes He had Peter to go catch what I believe was more than likely a tilapia and had him to uh, bring that fish, and in that fish's mouth was a coin, and he paid his taxes with that. Now, on another occasion, he took that same coin or one like it when someone said, what about us uh, rendering unto Caesar what's due him? And Jesus said, look at that coin whose image is on it. Well, it was Caesar. He said, we'll render unto Caesar that which is Caesar." but unto God that which is God's. All of that happened in that region of the Galilee. As a matter of fact, today I can take you out on the lake of that northwest quadrant in about the widest point uh, just out from the valley of Gennesaret, and I can show you uh, from one spot where anywhere from 60 to 75% of all the miracles that are recorded that Jesus did in the Galilee, you can see at one time, the geography as to where those miracles were done. But there's none of the cities that are greater and were greater in the day of Jesus along that northwest quadrant of the lake where most of his time was spent than the city of Capernaum. We're on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at tonycrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at tonycrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.